0: As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. You keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit, and that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, this is a continuation of John 15. And remember yesterday, we were looking at 1 John 5, and we're talking about the command of God being trust. And now here, we we apparently get another command, this, this one to love one another. And first, we're told to remain in his love, to abide there, to make a home there, to hold fast to his love above our own love, because often we can see ourselves as, as lovable, that, that we're more loving than so-and-so or whatnot, and then we have to sit here and say, no, we are not anywhere close to the love that, that God has for us, because all we have to do is look at the cross, and it says, if you keep my commands, if you guard them, if you hold them fast, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Does that mean that we're not going to be loving sometimes? Yes, it does but we hold on to his commands in the sense that we, we hold them dear, we love them. We guard them in the sense that, just like a, a guard guards a prisoner in a jail, we, we place the commandments there, we hold on to them, knowing that, that we need them, that we need to keep them there. And then he says, this is my command, love one another as I have loved you. And this sounds like simple enough should be terrifying to us, though, because then he goes on to tell us that, that, uh, that, that no one has greater love than this, than to lay down his life for his friends, which should absolutely kill us. Sit here and go, okay, great. So if I'm going to be in Christ, then I'm called to love God in such a way that I'm willing to give up myself for my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, yes. And that comes to us as law. It comes to us as conviction. It comes to us to say, we can't do this. But here, before we even get to that laying down one's life for his friends, Christ is painting the picture of us is that before we can really love our neighbor properly, we have to know Christ properly. We have to know what it means that he has loved us. And I personally believe that that is a never ending battle. That every day, as we're told, his mercies are new. Every day, something new hits us of what it is that God means when he says that he has loved us. That every day, we could meditate on the cross, we could meditate on Christ, we could meditate on the Holy Spirit, we could meditate on the forgiveness of sins, we could meditate on all these different things and, and only scratch the surface of the love of God that he has for us. And so when we're told to love one another, as Jesus has loved us, that, I think, is a harder saying than Christ coming to us and telling us that we're supposed to give up our lives for our friends. Because I think that we'll never, ever be at that point where we can truly say, I've loved in the way of Christ. And then I love the uh, I love verse 16. After he gets done talking about how we're friends rather than than slaves or servants, he says, "You did not choose me, but I chose you. And this goes along with that electing work of God, this understanding that God's working in you, his bringing to faith is something that he does upon you. and it's about his decision, his choice, his judgment upon you. His bringing Christ to you, to trust that, for instance, he is going to help you love one another. He is going to continue to grow that and nurture that in you. Because he says, I appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you meaning. That this work of, of loving one another comes from Christ. We have to realize that that is where it exists. That is where it is supposed to be. And so it behooves us to spend as much time as we can meditating on that so it will help us to love, especially the unlovable, the ones that, that, that need Christ even more sometimes than we do, <laughs> which in, in my perspective, as I start to get older, I, I, I start to think that I, d- I don't know if anyone can need him more than I can need him. Because every day I need him even more. And so today, church, even though it ends with, this is what I command you, love one another. Before we can do that, we have to think about Christ and his work upon us. And then hopefully love will come. And even then we have to figure out what that means to love in the way that Christ has loved. Because sometimes that love looks like what I talked about last Sunday in my sermon about God's pruning. God loving us enough to prune us, to shear us back, to cut out the things that get in the way of us loving him more so that we might love others more. And so I pray this week and this weekend, as we go into another Lord's Day here in just a couple of days, that God's Spirit would descend upon you, knowing that you are his chosen possession and that your love for others might be something that pours out of you based on the love of God being poured into you. Just as our prayer of the day says, that it may be poured into you so that you can love him more, but also love one another more. But that only comes from the fact that you know that Christ gave himself up for you and was raised for you and continually stands as our mediator, sitting at the right hand of the Father, that we might be his and he might be ours us pray. O God, you have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. Pour into our hearts such love for you, that loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises, which exceed all we can desire through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you on Sunday. It's Youth Sunday. Everybody come on out.